It's time for Ask Dale Anything, the show that answers your most perplexing questions with profound answers from one of the top transformational teachers and leaders on the planet, Dale Halloway. I'm your host, Mickey Manning, Dale's left-hand person, as I like to call it, and I've never heard a question that he can't answer. He's been doing this for over 40 years now, and he truly has an answer that's profound and helpful on any topic. So with that, let's get into today's question. So Dale, we have a question here from Teresa in Arizona. Now, before we ask Teresa's question, just want to remind everyone of our ongoing best question bonus giveaway. You can just send your question in to be answered or to go in the queue to be answered on air by Dale, and we automatically enroll you in our best question bonus giveaway drawing. So this is an ongoing drawing that happens, and you can potentially win one of Dale's transformational life courses. So send your question in. It's super easy. All you got to do is send it to askdale at askdaleanything.com. That's askdale at askdaleanything.com. All right. So let's get back to our question from Teresa. Teresa says, my son has become quite inspirational and positive and often gets excited and wants to share what has helped him with other people. Yet he has resistance from many of his teenage friends or gets completely ignored when he shares the healthy choices he is making or inspirational messages with his peers. How do I encourage and support him but also protect him or help him protect himself from becoming discouraged or from the negativity of others? Yeah, this is a great question. It happens, I don't know if it happens a lot, but it definitely happens some across the board among some of us as parents with our kids that are growing up. And it's one of those things where I think you've got to understand that the kids that are going to school, they're really a byproduct for the most part of whatever it is that they're exposed to most back at home with mom and dad and or their birth family. So whatever that is, if, if mom and dad, for example, don't have a lot of positive things to report on, if mom and dad are not really into changing for the better, if mom and dad are not really into healing themselves or wanting to grow themselves, expand themselves, to learn more about themselves and to get excited about that as a way to move your life forward and, and potentially have even a better life, a richer life, uh, uh, a fuller life. If that's the case, then whoever the child is within that environment uh, the child's going to have a difficult time if, in fact, the child wants something different. If the child wants a different reality than that of the reality that he or she finds themselves in with mom and dad or with their siblings and so on, if that's the case, the child in of himself or herself, um, this would be an extreme challenge for them to be able to stand up to whatever it is that they really want to do. 
for, for the better, something that they want to do that would be towards the positive for them, including learning, learning beyond just school, like hanging out with other positive thinking people or more optimistic oriented people or people that are really moving towards the achievement, the accomplishment, the manifestation of their own goals. And so the bottom line is, is the kids that go to our schools for the most part are these kids in all fairness to them that are the byproduct of that of how their parents are. And we could say the same thing would hold true for their parents because at some point their parents were also kids and they had a set of parents and this just kind of gets passed on, so to speak. So I'm sharing that just to give this some context or some structure here to my answer to Teresa's question here. That when, when you have a child who is interested in wanting to build his or her life this way, where they want things to be a little more exciting and more positive, and they want to learn and grow and heal and expand and all these things that we're talking about here right now. Um, more than likely, they have at least one parent, possibly both parents, that are already in this mindset. But at the very least, if you conduct your own study, you're going to see that for the most part, that child that wants to have something, we'll just say a little more positive here now, and move towards that, uh, that child or that young person, that teenager, has at least one parent, one parent that's already in this mindset. And, and because of that parent that's already in this mindset, that parent is not just setting a good example in this context for that of their child, but that parent is also giving their child permission to move in this direction, just through their actions, just through their example. This is so powerful. Um, in my work throughout the decades, where I see kids just, you know, now they're 18 years of age and they've got a real chip on their shoulder and they're angry and they're self-entitled and they really haven't been growing. I mean, physically they've been growing, but emotionally they haven't been growing. Energetically they're not growing. Spiritually they're not growing. Mentally they're not growing. Um, and they've got this chip on their shoulder and basically repeating the same thing that mom and dad did. So however mom and dad are and how mom and dad are with their friends and their company or their uh, coworkers at work, or that's basically who their kid has now become in relation to now his or her friends or their coworkers if they currently have a job. You, you kind of get the idea. And so when we have a child who has at least one parent, who's living in this, this way. And then at some point it starts to catch on for him or her. In the case of your son here, it starts to catch on. Next thing you know, they're doing something similar and they're excited. Well, of course, what's the next natural step for them? And that would be, they're gonna wanna go out and enroll their friends, their school classmates, into this same mindset. And herein lies the problem. Because what the kid doesn't realize 
they're not just dealing with their kid. They're not just dealing with their classmate. They're not just dealing with another student in school. They're literally dealing with the parenting, the environment and the example that's been set by that of this other kid's parents. In other words, you don't even really have a chance in this particular dynamic. The child doesn't. So then what happens? Well, the child or the young person who's now chosen this as a path for themselves and they're all excited about it, but now they're attempting to talk about it with their friends, but their friends are giving them all kinds of resistance. Oh, they're giving them all kinds of pushback. They're maybe even making them a tad wrong for even saying such a thing. Like you're crazy, you're hallucinating, you don't make any sense. Uh, stop talking this way. You really bug me when you do this. And I mean, I can go on. Again, I've heard a lot of this throughout the years with different parents and these types of children that want to move their life in this particular direction towards the positive, towards something that's healthier, more fun and growth oriented and so on. And so, but what, what does the child do? Well, eventually what happens, the child's going to get knocked down. Child's going to bring it back to their parents. And again, this is why it's, it's always there. There's at least one parent. There's one parent that's been on this same pathway. That parent understands what's going on, but doesn't really know how to correct it. Because that parent possibly doesn't have any experience of what it was like when they were a kid and they were really moving towards a positive oriented life, but they had a set of parents that constantly poo-pooed the idea and therefore all their friends poo-pooed the idea. And so in this case, it's to help educate your son that this is perfectly normal. I know it sounds strange, but it's all perfectly normal. I have seen this play out 50 times over throughout the decades. It's perfectly normal. This happens with almost every child or young person that I somehow have been a part of in terms of helping to influence or to support and, and to give a little assistance to um, where this young person deals with this. And it's again, going back to that structure, that context that I originally gave you, that context is very important to understand because you're dealing with something that quite frankly, you can't even really deal with. Because in order for you to deal with that, you'd have to get into the minds and hearts and souls of all these parents, of your son's friends. And the likelihood of that happening is next to nil. It's not going to happen. The only way your child's friends in current time are going to understand what's going on with your son is you're going to have to get to that child and you're going to have to start to educate him or her on this as a lifestyle. You're going to have to get to his parents or her parents and you have to educate them on this as a lifestyle. And you can see just even the thought of that, it's not going to go anywhere because you're literally going up against a wall, an energetic wall, uh, that's already been created, not by you. It's already been created by this younger person and, more, and most certainly his or her birth family. It just is what it is, right? So now when we come back to your son, what can you do? Well, this is where you start to educate 
him. You start to educate him, not by making his friends wrong. You don't want to make his friends wrong. Because if we make his friends wrong, or he goes and makes his friends wrong then, then he's going to get even more pushback. Because his friends will not understand that at all. They will defend their parents. They will defend their family. So that's not the answer. But for a child, you know, to have a, a, a better understanding. Now, what I have found when the child uh, gets a better understanding, they don't appreciate that understanding until later on in life. Because they're going to go through this experience. And should they decide to continue on this path that they've now chosen for themselves, this path will just say towards the positive, towards learning and growing, learning and growing and healing and so on. That it won't be until years later that they'll come to have a deeper appreciation for this understanding. Because somewhere down the way, as they get a little older and they move more into their adult-oriented lives, they will begin to create a new circle of friends. That new circle of friends, not all of them, but some of them will start to reflect this way of living for them. Well, Dale, you kind of answered where I was uh, going or what I was thinking of asking with what, where you took that. And uh, my thought was, you know, where does a kid who is in this type of a positive mindset um, find friends that are like-minded and where they can support each other? Because I, it would seem that, you know, if they're surrounded by people that aren't that positive, um, I know I would be concerned that are they going to get discouraged and give up and, and kind of become more like all these other people. So, you know, where could they find other kids that are this way? Because I'd have to say that the majority out there is more negative than positive, sadly. Yeah, well, that's the way it's been. There's no doubt about it. The majority have always slanted more towards the negative and, uh, and so on. So, you know, but that said, there are more and more coming up. There are more parents now than at least ever before who are moving towards this type of lifestyle for themselves, where they have placed, you know, a tremendous amount of value now on the idea of healing, the idea of learning, the an ongoing learning, not just learning for like a weekend and then I don't learn again for the next 10 years. That learning becomes a lifestyle. There are more and more parents that are placing value on the idea of changing, changing ourselves for the better. Uh, there are more and more parents that are uh, um, placing value on personal growth, uh, spiritual growth, like never, ever before. So this clearly is happening. But these parents might still have children that are maybe four or five years of age at this stage, or maybe they're just getting ready to, to start their family. Uh, that's a possibility there too. So it's coming in terms of this being a little easier and having this be, a, a, shall we say, a, a richer environment for the child who wants to follow this as a path and have it be just a little more uh, encouraging and positive and, and, and expansive or expanding and, and um, 
changing, as in you know, transforming themselves. So that's number one. Number two is to also with the younger person, you know, you can teach him or her how to set an intention, how to set a clear intention. I say clear because with most people, including a lot of adults, to set a clear intention usually is a process. An adult will start off with an intention, and if they stay with it over the course of a few weeks or a few months, that intention will morph. It will continually crystallize until it's exactly where it needs to be. In other words, it really is a 100% clear intention for something to happen in your world. In this case, the intention would be is to have a friend, a friend that is on the same wavelength as you are a friend that really understands what it is that you so appreciate and also appreciates those same things. A friend that likes the idea of let's expand, let's grow, let's learn, let's heal, um, let's better ourselves, let's have a nicer life, um, a healthier life, right? So set that intention or teach your child how to set this intention, because there's always somebody out there, somebody out there that would be a better match for you or better match for your son. So, but what often happens is that our kids, once they start hanging out with a group of people, the majority of them, they stay with that group for a long time. Problem is that group doesn't wanna change. That group doesn't wanna shift. That group just basically wants to repeat the same thing over and over again. Why? Because that's what they see mom and dad do over and over again through their, you know, lives thus far. So that's all they know. That's what they believe in, right? So for you to recognize that this idea of setting a clear intention for a new type of friend, a new type of friend that's more in alignment that's a better match in this regard that where he or she appreciates a lot of the same things you appreciate. That's what makes a match between two people is when two people appreciate a more of the same things than they do. Uh, it's, it's uh, you know, the lesser part of it. So if two people come together and I, and there's 10 total things that I really appreciate, but if we come together and of the 10 things that you appreciate, and the 10 things I appreciate, we have nothing in common. Well, that's going to be probably not a very fulfilling relationship. Whereas if we have, I don't know, six or seven things that we agree on that we both appreciate of our list of 10, whoa, I, now, now we've got something. We've got something that's lean, leaning us more towards a nice match between ourselves and this other person, our new friend. When we match up like that, we just have a richer experience. We have a better experience. We have a more meaningful experience. We have a more fulfilling experience. It's just, you know, but that's also part of that greater dynamic of choosing to live our life in this way that we're talking about right now, where, hey, I really value learning. I really appreciate growing. I really appreciate healing myself. I really appreciate making these changes. It's fun. It's exciting. It's an adventure. I'm constantly learning more and more about myself and I'm learning how to 
apply myself more effectively in my own life so I can have a better life. I can have a happier life. I can have a richer life. I can have a more meaningful life, you see. So that would be that, teaching your child how to set this intention. Third to this, and lastly, I'll, I'll say here today, at least in this episode, and that has to do with you, the parent, for you to understand what's really going on here. Because if you understand what's really going on here, just that in itself is going to make you uh, to flow more with that of your uh, son or your daughter. It's going to make you be able to respond more to them in a way that's really healthy. It's going to make you uh, be able to nurture more to really be able to assist them when they're having a moment with their current friends and their friends just basically shut them down again. Their friends are starting to push them away now, right? That you're there. But then you're also there to let's nurture that intention. Let's nurture that intention. So and there's a lot of things that, you know, that that would entail to, or a lot of different ways in how you can do that to nurture that intention, to foster that intention. So that one day in the not too distant future, your son uh, ends up manifesting a new friend or this type of friend that we're talking about here. And as that starts to happen, obviously this becomes very exciting for him or her, very exciting because number one, they know they were very much involved in this intention setting process. And now something's happening as a result of it that they can actually see with their physical eyes and hear with their physical ears, they can touch it. It gets pretty exciting at that point. And then from there, depending on how it gets honored, depending on how it gets nurtured and fostered, and if in fact, there really is a nice little match there uh, between the two of them, now they're onto something. They're onto something that's going to become even more supportive, not just to that of your son, Teresa, but also to whoever this other younger person is that your son has just met, because more than likely, whoever this other person is, that person was also looking for someone like your son. I love it. I, I'm just so excited about this episode and this idea that there are all these positive kids out there. And I've seen them, the, the kids of a lot of the students in our network. It's just so awesome to see this you know, radiation of positive energy from these younger kids and this our future generation. And just like my heart is like beaming over this episode and everything you've had to say here. I just had to share that. <laughs> well, it is a great thing. And, and ultimately us as, you know, um, adults, hopefully mature adults, um, parents, grandparents, that, and, and teachers, you know, I think this is also our school teachers come into play here. They play a significant role as to whether this happens or doesn't happen, whether this gets supported or not supported. Um, you know, and even the faculty that runs the school. I mean, it's, there are a number of people that play some kind of a part here in whether or not our kids in that particular school, do the majority of our kids become more positive? Do they become healthier? Do they become happier? Do they become... Um, more dynamic in their own right to where they are really being set up in a way where they can actually live the life of their dreams? Or is it possibly the opposite of that? Because 
we're all participating here, especially when it comes to our children. We're all participating. Obviously, the parents have the lead role. The parents clearly have the primary lead role, uh, clearly, because if the parents are, you know, out of whack, so to speak, well, then it's not that the kid can't grow out of that and go beyond that, because the younger person most certainly can do that. Uh, whoever that person is, they're going to have their work cut out for them, if that's the case. Um, whereas if the parents, or at least one of the parents, really does have it together, and the parent really is moving in this direction, and is sincere in their intent to move in this direction, uh, then the bottom line is their child has the best chance now to be able to lean towards this and then eventually be able to create this to where now they get well grounded in this. And then they have a couple of friends to further support that. And eventually they have a boyfriend and girlfriend and so on and so forth that further supports this. And from that point on, it just gets better for them. And it is exciting because these are our younger people. This is the next generation, so to speak. This is our future, shall we say, in this regard. And so the more of us that get involved in this sort of thing by first and foremost, taking a look at ourselves, where are we at as, you know, how mature are we as an adult? What kind of a parent are we? What kind of a grandparent are we? What kind of a school teacher are we? What kind of an administrator are we? And so on and so forth in with regard to our service our service to that of our younger people. Oh, I just love this, Dale. And, you know, I just want to take a moment to say kudos to the parents that have kids like this, because as Dale's pointed out here, it started with you, mm -hmm. you know, and if you're one of those parents that is inspired by what you're hearing here and you have a younger kid, the best thing you can do is work on you and be that influence. You know, if you're listening to what Dale's saying right now, it all comes back to at least one parent that has set the, the tone for that child to become that positive kid and, and to have that support. So, you know, I just can't speak to that enough because it, Dale's so right. And, you know, Dale, when I was younger, my mom had a daycare center. And seeing the different types of parenting, you could truly tell the kids that were supported and listened to, as yeah. opposed to the kids that were never heard and were ignored, you know, they were acting out and the others, they, you know, they were well spoken and, you know, they could articulate their emotions and you could see the, the structure and the family support there and could mm -hmm. see how the kid was thriving. And, you know, so just in what you've said here, I highly encourage any of those parents here that this is resonating with that aren't necessarily, you know, on that path, but really want to work on themselves. If you've got kids, that's all the more reason to work on yourself because look what happens just from the examples here today for your children when you do this. Yeah, it's really makes a big difference. It makes a big difference both in the life path of that younger person but it also makes a big difference in that of your own path. So when you show up in a higher, better, healthier way, whether you're a mom or dad, aunt or uncle, grandpa or grandma, um, older sibling, uh, when you show up in this way, or for those of us that contribute our time and we, and we serve others, as in becoming an adopted brother or an adopted sister or adopted parent, in the life of that younger person, uh, you know, that this is a, 
it ought to be of equal importance to us too, because obviously when we're showing up this way, we are influencing in the best of ways, in a helpful way, in a beneficial way to that of our younger people, our younger generation. But in there, there's also an exchange that happens, energetically speaking. There's an exchange that happens that ends up ultimately helping the person who's choosing to show up this way, as in the aunt or uncle or grandparent or parent and teacher and so on, right? That's, that's usually the missing piece. That's the piece that sometimes people don't really get, right? They don't really connect to. Yet if you slow it down a little bit, you know what to look for, it won't take you long at all and you'll start connecting with it and then that'll further enrich you. That'll further enrich you and more, more specifically, it enriches you at soul level. It enriches you, we could say spiritually in ways that you can't see with your physical eye, you can't hear with your physical ears, but boy, does it ever enrich you in these ways that you can't see or can't hear. So as you become more intuitive or as you get, develop your relationship more to your own intuitive faculty and you're able to feel into this, you will feel that enrichment that's happening within you as a result of choosing to show up in this way or maybe to learn how to show up this way for that of our younger people, whether that's our own children, our own grandchildren, our niece, our nephew, um, or maybe it's a friend of our, our daughter. Maybe it's a dear friend of our son, his best friend. Maybe we're showing up that way for them as well. Um, so again, you can see the applications to this are multiple. They're all over the place, right? It's just us getting a better understanding that we all play a part here and our part can be significant can be like significantly positive, that is. It can also be significantly negative too. Um, but for those of us that are in this awareness and moving towards this level of maturity or this, this place of deeper spirituality even, because again, it, it, it's a spiritual act, 100% a spiritual act. When you can get out of yourself and really put that younger person ahead, and make that younger person kind of your focus in a healthy way to where you recognize the value in your example that you're setting. You recognize that the way you're showing up is influencing him or her, positively or negatively. This is some huge stuff now. And we get you know, more and more people as adults on the planet who are taking this on. I know sometimes people will say to me, you know, why well, don't have any kids? I, why do I have to do this? All right. Again, missed the whole point. That spiritually, right? Do it for spiritual reasons. Do it for that of your own soul, whether you have a child or not, right? Do it for your own soul. It'll serve you just as it will serve them in a way that it will be just remarkable and you know, incredibly beneficial for them. Beautiful words, Dale, and absolute truth. It's just, <clears throat> you know, also, you don't know if you don't have children, you don't know who the kids are out there that you might be influencing and, you know, that secretly admire you. I, I know that uh, that was a surprise to me when I was younger, how many kids looked up to me that I, I was completely unaware of. And, you know, so it's, I think it's always good to, 
have that awareness that just because you don't have children doesn't mean that you're not influencing some children out there. It's so true. There are more and more people now that are not a parent and, and, and this particular group is choosing to not be a parent. Um, in other words, they've made the choice to not have children. And yet they can be of incredible significance when it comes to help raising up, lifting up our younger people, whether they participate in their school or, or maybe it's their next door neighbor, maybe their next door neighbor has four kids and they decide to kind of help influence these four kids in conjunction with the parents of these four kids, of course, but help to influence them by letting them, you know, come around and inviting them to a barbecue and inviting them to play games, you know, like uh, uh, board games or, or whatever it is, or maybe they have baseball games. You know, I don't know how many baseball games I've attended over the years and I'm not even a baseball player. Um, you know, I don't watch baseball. Well, I shouldn't say that. I've watched baseball on TV a few times, but not that much. And, but when, you know, there are kids within my network of people that I know, you know, and they like playing baseball, they have them in little league for, you know, for example, um, or, or in uh, varsity, uh, you know, sign me up. I'll, I, I'm not going to go to every game just because of my schedule, but I'm going to go to some of the games and, and, and you can see it. It's, just, it's such a highlight. It's such a highlight because just my action to go to the game and really be present there and, and cheer them on. And then when they're done, ask them some questions and give them a high five and do all those kinds of things. They just light up like a Christmas tree every single time. And then their parents will tell me later how their child will respond to this, not in a big way, but, you know, we'll make some kind of a comment that's really noticeable that that was meaningful to that child. Now, of course, I have a little bit of a relationship with these uh, kids here as well not like their parents do, but I have a little bit of a relationship. I'm kind of in the background, so to speak. But, you know, there's so, such simple things that we can be doing as a way to both support the parents, to support the teachers, and more, more specifically and importantly, to support that child or that younger person wherever they're at along their life's journey, whether they're nine years of age or 19 years of age. So true. Well, I am very excited about this entire episode and just, you know, when we devote this much energy and attention to the positive kids in our, our future here, our future generation, uh, it's just, it's so exciting. So kudos to you, Teresa, for the great question and for the great job parenting to have um, such a wonderful son that, you know, whether his friends want to hear it or not, you know, I'm sure he's making a difference and affecting them. So I just love this episode, Dale. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. It's a great episode. And, and yes, um, a big high five to Teresa as well. It's a great question, um, not only for her and her son or her family, but also for those listening in, especially for those of us that are parents or school teachers or administrators. Um, aunts and uncles and so on and so forth, where we clearly could step in and just be more aware of our role or be more aware of our example. That's probably the bigger part. Just be more aware of the example that we're setting. Um, 
uh, with respect to whoever that younger person is that's now in our sacred space that's right kind of in front of us, so to speak. Beautifully said. Well, thank you, Dell, for the wonderful words of wisdom and for the, uh, the exciting episode here to say here today. Yeah, absolutely. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. And if you found Dell's teachings helpful and you want to get more of them, then you might really like his free ebook that we have for you. 12 Simple Ways to Change Your Life in 30 Days. You can download it for free at dellhalloway.com forward slash practices. That's dellhalloway.com forward slash practices. In it, you'll find 12 simple ways explained to you in exact step-by-step -step fashion that will cause your life to move forward in the next month. Simply choose one of the practices, any one of them, do it for 30 days straight, and you'll see a new you begin to manifest. I am not kidding. Download your free copy today at D-A-L-E-H-A-L-A-W-A-Y.com forward slash practices. Oh, and by the way, if you know anybody who might find this content helpful, please share it with them. Thanks so much, and I'll talk to you next time.